What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Uh, I am Sean, and it, it, I think it's a miracle that I'm here today because uh, fantasy football is not my friend this week. Um, I, Randy, I think, is here. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely here. Yes. Chris, Christian, unfortunately, is here. No, for I you. Kid. I kid. <laughs> yes, I, I need, am here. I need to take my frustration out on somebody, and it's usually Christian, but I could try to flip to Randy today, even though Randy will just drop a bunch of F-bombs on me. Hmm. Who knows? I feel like I, I drop more of the F-bombs these days. Yeah, but, but you do it just in general. Randy does it at each of us. Yeah. Before we start, uh, Browns fans, I'm not going to talk about Baker Mayfield today. So, sorry. There's no reason for any of us. Yeah. Um, but I just stay on the lookout. Might might write an article about him. But we will not be talking about the Browns. I feel like that's at all. added to the end of the show, but it's okay. That's okay. Um, so... I don't want to answer our first question that we have on the show, Doc, about how we did. I, I, let's just kind of gloss right over that one. Don't care how you guys did because. <laughs> no, no, no. Just because you had a bad week. That's mean everyone else did. Yeah. Fucking Josh Allen. Hey, all I know is it's it's not going to sound believable, but I'm going to go seven for 11 yet again. This I I think he's lying at this point. There's Sean. no way. Yeah, there's no way. Like, I'll he's just picking up in the phone. I'll send the screenshots, bro. <laughs> I, I don't care. At least seven of those were in together. You could check. <laughs> you think I care that much that I'm going to spend the you time going through your leagues? You <laughs> care that much, God. On another note, I I had seven wins last week, and this week I have eight. So, hey Randy, how's the uh, how's the ninth place in the AFL going for you? Pretty good, dude. Ten. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Brandon, pretty good. Brandon, Brandon hasn't won a game yet. Oh, that's pretty well, that's good. good. I just beat the second place team. Uh, so I'm did you know, though? You're, you haven't won yet. Uh, actually, I have. No, no I have Nate's up 104.8 to 104.5. I, I need Andy Dull to do anything. He gets hurt. No, because Kyler's going to keep putting up points. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So who's the second place team in there? Nate. It's Nate. Uh, it's not Adam. Collins first. No. Adam, me, Adam, Lesh, and Kevin are all tied at three and two. Nice. Nice. Uh so yeah, I got I got eight wins this week, so I'm feeling good. I have less. We we, I'll pull we one. get that. Yeah. 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 I, what is surprising is you have less than eight wins in forty leagues. That's that's the surprising part. Although Christian, these 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 little dumb catches by Cooper have kind of yeah, uh, you beat me. We went one and one against each other this week, though, because I, I yeah, believe dude, I beat you. fucking Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, dude, I needed that because you were on on track to kill me, and then Aaron Rodgers sucked. And then Mike Evans with two, Ty Hilton with I had I had six combined points out of three receivers. <laughs> Gross. And I had and I had to start Royce Freeman. That's yeah, pretty bad. Big oof, dude. All right. Um, these games all sucked, man. Like, the one game that everybody was so excited about was America's Game of the Week. It was Packers, Bucks, Rodgers going in, facing Brady. Rodgers absolutely shits the bed, and the uh, Bucks win by a million. Yep. Like, that game, was, that game was fun for a quarter. And then, literally, the only game that was fun was Texans-Titans which wasn't even a nationally televised game. Like, we could only see it on Red Zone. But all of the other games were terrible. Like, even the, even the Monday night games. Like, this game that's on right now is, is awful. It's like, the only way it's going to be a game is if somehow Dallas can put up some points. And, like, I guess you could say Chiefs, Chiefs-Bills was, like, close. But it was fucking... The Bills' offense was fucking anemic. And like I'm not just saying that because of a Josh Allen because Josh Allen's dead to me. Like, are you sure? It seems like you might be. What, am I wrong? It was bad, but it was a raining game. We we should yeah, have but, expected. But it, but the Chiefs still put up points. Well, because see, I think I think the Bills the Bills have now been embarrassed back to back weeks on prime time. I don't think they're as good as everybody thought they are. I mean, I will I, say that. 
I'm pretty sure we predicted them to get like go ten and six and barely win the division. So right, but I'm saying, but people were talking about like that they were Super Bowl contenders after well, the first couple of weeks, and then they go out and play two really good teams and just get their ass handed to them twice. Yeah. It, it was rough. Uh, this week of games, like it made me feel like my fantasy teams were doing dog shit, but then I checked in on them and they weren't. So, yeah, uh, must be nice. No, the the reason for our listeners, the reason I'm so salty is I have that one in four team, and I literally have the QB two, the running back seven, the running back sixteen, eighteen, and nineteen, and the the wide receiver like fourteen and sixteen on the same team. And I'm about to be one in five. Stop playing in four team leagues, dude. No. Can't make me. <laughs> but like I'm not the only one that would be frustrated with the outcome of those freaking games. Like it's annoying. And like because my in, in some of the leagues that I don't have a great record, it's because either like I lost Saquon, I lost Corland Sutton, like like it's because my team but that team is good. Like those players are good. Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, who had a great matchup, James Robinson, Josh Allen. Like, that's a good team. And I've won fucking win to show for it. All right. We're going to move on because Sean is just in a deep, dark hole right now. Uh, we need some more reviews on the Apple Podcast. We want to know what we're doing well. Ridiculous. We want you to tell us to tell Sean to shut up quicker or tell me to shut up quicker. That's probably most of it. Um, but I'm not gonna listen to them. If they want me to shut up. I'm just gonna talk more. <laughs> just, just be honest with us. We, we do appreciate honest reviews. We want to get better. We want to uh, provide you guys with the best content, the best Except media. Five stars, and then put what you want to see. Absolutely, yeah. Need the five stars. Very important. That's what's Even more important. If like two stars. Give us five, and then tell us that we're two stars. Uh, you can also email your your reviews to officialcutpod at gmail.com if you want. So basically email them to Chris. Yes. Yeah. Be, yeah, so. I'm just going to start putting my personal emails out here. It's easier. That's ballsy. I'm not going to do that. Then put your address, your social security number, um, yeah. your mother's maiden name. Just start putting stuff like that out there. Yeah, sounds good. And then I guess I'll keep talking. Um, my all 22 analysis that I was talking about last week, I put up a poll and people want to see DeAndre Swift. Um, so I guess that's, that's who I'll be watching this week. I might, I just want to see Justin Jefferson. So I might just do a bonus, a uh, little, little snippet of Justin Jefferson, but people really want to see how much better DeAndre Swift was than Adrian Peterson. So I'll give them some validation or something. I don't know. Sounds fun. <laughs> This is news to me. I guess I didn't really look at the uh, the the show doc in that in depth. I just figured it was our normal Monday show. But I I, I realized that we we switched the segment around here. Yeah. So flyers and outliers. It kind of I feel like it had run its course a little bit because almost everyone we talked about was a flyer and some. Plus, some... I, re- I re- if you guys didn't notice, like the last couple of weeks, I refused to use either of those titles. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you guys caught on to that. I just didn't want to use them anymore because I, I agreed that it was kind of it was kind of dated. Yeah. So now it's the waiver wire wrap up. It's impressive that you were able to say that in one take. WWW World Wide Web. WWWU because you have WU and hyphenated. Yes. Um. Okay. So what are we doing then? Are we just going to talk about these guys and if if like. Basically, kind of what we did last year about like if you should, you know, yeah, prioritize yeah, yeah kind of basically the same that we were doing for Flyers and Outliers, just uh, not using those names. Yeah, basically just reinvented it. All right, so the first one that we'll talk about is uh, the Washington Football Team lead running back, JD McKissick. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right, I did it. Um, eight carries for forty-one yards, six catches for forty-three yards. Look. The problem with any Washington football team player, I'm even throwing Terry McLaurin into this because I'm pretty sure McLaurin had struggled again. They are going to be significantly hindered by Kyle Allen. If, if Ron Rivera continues to want to put Kyle Allen on the football field as their starting quarterback, that entire 
team, that entire offense is taking a hit larger than what we thought. Let's maybe not okay, maybe not McLaurin because McLaurin yeah. did have seven for seventy four. But yeah. you can't trust like you cannot trust anybody else. Like you can't trust Antonio Gibson because JD McKissick in a game script where they're trailing is going to take touches away for some reason. Even though you guys know my opinion on on Antonio Gibson, but you guys like the talent of Antonio Gibson. This is another week where JD McKissick sees more passing work. Three straight weeks. Yeah, man, I, I don't think I'll be picking up J.D. I actually did. I, I had a speculative ad this week of J.D. McKissick and I believe a dynasty. I don't know how he was available, but um, it's I'm watching it and I don't understand it. And I, I'm with you. I think everyone outside of McLaurin is you, you can't really start them. I would still start Gibson. You still have to. And I, I still believe that you have to temper your expectations for McLaurin because and not like. Like you talked before the season about how you saw the wide receiver one coming. It's not coming with Kyle Allen. Even even with the stats, the seven for seventy-four, because like you need touchdowns to have that. There's not going to be a lot of touchdowns to go around in the passing game with Kyle Allen at quarterback. Yeah, man. I mean, I think And that's not a shot at you because it was the right call for McLaurin. I, well, I nobody expected Haskins to get benched after four weeks with Haskins he was on pace for that I'm yeah, pretty sure right. for game wise he was in the top 16 and on a, a nice little track up and then for whatever reason I think Rivera's going to go back to Haskins he's had time. so in two weeks with Kyle Allen slash Alex Smith he's had 10 total catches on 19 targets for exactly 100 yards and no scores he has one touchdown all season so gross all right. Yeah, I I don't think I would really want to to add JD McKissick though. He's low on my priority list. No, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So Boston Scott and Corey Clement, we're gonna kinda group together because the news came out that Miles Sanders is expected to miss two weeks, which is probably better than what everybody thought. And one of the weeks is they they have a short turnaround for the Thursday night game. How bad is that Thursday night game gonna be, by the way? Who are they facing? The Giants? Giants. Yes. But anyway, um, so Miles Sanders won't play Thursday, probably won't play the following week, um, which which brings in the conversation of Boston Scott or uh, Corey Clement. Boston Scott did play 54% of the snaps in week one when Miles Sanders was out versus 37% of the snaps for Clement. If you're going to target one guy, it's probably Scott. Yeah, and it's a matchup. Yeah, it it's got to be Scott, but <clears throat> in a very deep league, I understand maybe taking a couple week shot on Clement, hoping to get more passing work. I just don't understand why he would really. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. If I'm being honest with you, I'd rather have JD McKissick over both of these guys. So <clears throat> I guess yeah. I'll change my two McKissick a little bit and say. Yeah. See, I would still, I would still probably rather have Scott though, just because we could see the shift. We we could see the shift to Gibson. I mean, we don't know when that's going to come. Ron Rivera tries to be the smartest guy in the room, but whereas like Scott for a couple weeks could be the guy, and he gets to play the Giants on Thursday night, and then he plays Dallas in Week Eight. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't argue that, that those matchups, I guess, but I don't know, man. Like, everyone had such high expectations for Scott, and then Miles Sanders was eating up all the work. I don't know if I, I just think it might be too much of a split between Clement and Scott to where I don't really want to touch either of them. Yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. Um, moving on here to Adam Humphreys. Um, I'm going to pass on him because Corey, uh, Corey Davis was activated from the uh, COVID list today. He did have six for sixty-four and a touchdown against Houston. But yeah, I that was include that was with Johnny Smith uh, with the ankle injury. So um, I'll I'll group um, Anthony Ferkser into this so we can talk about both Titans at the same time. I, I think Ferkser kind of depends on um, when, like what the uh, diagnosis for for Johnny was. 
for I feel like Ferkser's done this for like three years. He has like one or two of these games where like, oh well, does he is he the guy? Should you but I don't know. Janu, just so you know, is already questionable for this weekend. He has a mild ankle sprain. <clears throat> what I think <clears throat> holy fuck. Sorry. Um I think uh most of the like physical therapists that are on Twitter are saying that he should be okay to go. So problem is but, any if he's hobbled at all. Yeah, yeah like I, if he's limited, that's a problem. I do think if John is out, Ferkser is a start and might end up my start this week. Yeah, that's and and I think that's because there's got to be another option besides AJ Brown. If Tannehill's well, going to keep airing the ball out. If Corey Davis gets back, obviously he's right up there, but I, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, James Washington, four for 68 and a touchdown on seven, seven targets against Cleveland. I don't know. This one, I, I, I really don't because Claypool did have, um, he did have three catches on four, or he had four catches on four targets, had a rushing score. But it's, it's almost you're rolling the dice, especially with no, like, because Deontay didn't play, obviously. Um, and I guess if it, it, this one kind of depends on if Deontay plays, but I still don't know if I want to piece him. That. I, I will say, depends on how desperate you are for receiving. James Washington is a nice DFS play. Um, I actually played him this week in a couple lineups. I wish I would have talked about it because it was someone I felt pretty confident in this week. And then I just decided not to fucking talk about it on the half live stream and half not really live at all. Um, But I think that's about where it ends for me with James Washington. Like, I don't think I would ever pick him up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because and because because we've ran into that problem before. It was always what is it, Deontay or is it James Washington last year? And it turned out to be Deontay when Deontay was on the field. But like you say, Christian, every week, Deontay is made of glass. He is. Yes. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Marcus Johnson. Um, five catches for 108 yards for the Colts on eight targets. Um, I think it's time to officially retire my my T. Y. Hilton. Um, hope, but. I mean, do you guys want to trust Philip Rivers? Because I sure as hell don't. No, maybe to tight ends only. That's maybe Pascal. Yeah. I I don't know if I want to go for the third option, or I mean, fourth or fifth, really. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I would never pick up a guy named Marcus Johnson. <laughs> Just because of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I like I obviously know who Marcus Johnson is, but it's not someone that like you would I mean maybe it's a Travis Fulgham scenario, but it's not, so so that's a so. lot of these guys on this list are, are, are I think it's because we're starting to get to the point where the, the waiver wires are getting slim. Like moving on to the next one, Josh Reynolds, he did score a touchdown against San Francisco, but he had two catches for forty five yards. And yeah. he's I mean, looking at his target numbers um, this season, one, two, five, four, four, five. So it's not like he's being looked at a ton either. Um, unless it's like a ridiculously deep bench and you're just taking a shot on if Cup or Woods gets hurt, that's the only way I could see um, Reynolds making sense. I mean, yeah, someone has to get hurt there. There's just not enough volume. So, yeah, it's just another... He's on the list. It's just another guy that's a little bit uh, unexciting on the week. These guys are all kind of those just another guys. These guys are all Jags. All of them. (laughs) Until we get to the end, I think. Speaking of, Trey Burton. um, He did have four catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. On five targets, I, didn't he? He rushed in another one, didn't he? I think he had a rushing touchdown. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, because he finished with twenty-three fantasy points. Um, so this is two weeks in a row where he's led the tight ends and targets. And Mo Ali Cox was he put on IR? I think he was. Um, I don't believe so. I just knew he was out for the week. He didn't play I last could, week. 
right? And 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 Burton has led the uh, target share from Doyle, um, even though Doyle did catch a touchdown. And I'm sure Doyle's like a top six tight end just because of how stupid that stupid position is. <laughs> yeah, um, I, honestly, with Trey Burton, like I think, I think that is a guy you can probably stream week to week now. Is that like? Do you think that's just until Mo Ali Cox gets back? No, not personally. I don't think so because even last week, I mean, what did Mo Ali Cox uh, snap percentage look like? I don't think it looked very good with Burton finally back and healthy. Well, he was dealing with an injury too, but he had forty six or thirty eight percent of the snaps against Cleveland in one target. But yeah, you, but I get your point. Yeah, so he's gone down every week since week two. So I, it makes no sense to me, but they really want to feature Trey Burton. I I have to, I guess, buy into the fact that Philip Rivers loves his tight ends and they don't really have anyone else. I mean, we talked about Marcus freaking Johnson. So mm-hmm. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to another tight end here, uh, Darren Fells. Had six catches for 85 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. This is back-to-back weeks where he's had double-digit fantasy points. This did include Jordan Aikens being inactive. Um, for back-to-back weeks. Yep. Else feels like a guy that if you if you're just rolling the dice on some tight end to go find the end zone, Fells is as good a shot as anybody. I mean, if Aikens is out, I think he's a start every week. That's just Aikens is better. So I don't know how much work he gets. I don't know if it's split completely. I mean, it already was split, but Aikens was getting like the touchdown looks. Yeah, Aikens is the better tight end, I think. Um, Randy, I'm pretty pissed at myself for this one, too, because I was looking at Drew Sample in our listener league lineup, and I was like, man, Darren Fells is sitting there. And yeah, see, Aikens- I didn't know that. <laughs> Well, Aikens hadn't been ruled out yet, so I didn't say anything. And then I worked uh, up until like 12.45 on Sunday, and we never picked him up. It didn't matter. We ended up winning, but... Well, yeah. I <laughs> uh, got a free pass there. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, like I said, I kind of want to see them both on the field together again, healthy, hopefully, and maybe we'll get a little bit clearer option. But if, if Aikens is out, he's clearly producing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm. It's a shit show anyway, so might as well take a shot on a guy that's kind of done it in back-to-back weeks. Um, Adam Shaheen, three catches for 51 yards and a touchdown on three targets. He played 28 percent of the snaps this week. It was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> no, so so I don't I don't want to talk about it. Absolutely not. No, like he's, he's, he's I think it's back to back weeks or something like that. Touchdowns, I will say that, but uh, yes, it it's but his other last week was one catch for three. Yeah, touchdowns. he's he's the third healthy tight end on the roster, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit rough there. Uh, but now doing some actually important players, yeah, sort of. Um, okay, so the news broke today that. Raheem Mostert is going to go on IR. He's hurt again. It's a high ankle sprain, which means Jarek McKinnon kind of slots into that backfield again because Tevin Coleman will not be activated this week, most likely. Uh, Kyle Shanahan came out today and said he's still a little bit behind schedule. Um, The problem, it's hard to predict what's going to happen here because um, McKinnon did play only 25% of the snaps in week five, 31% in week six. But when... Uh, Moser was out week four. He did get 92% of the snaps at 14 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown, added seven catches. Um, so it, McKinnon is obviously the guy that if you're going to pick him, Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, McKinnon is the guy that you want. It's can you trust McKinnon to slide into like an RB2 role now that Moser is back on IR? You probably can. But the question is, is Tevin Coleman close to coming back week eight? Because this could be a one-week thing with McKinnon, too. I mean, McKinnon's been pretty decent, even with other people there. Obviously, uh, what was it? 
uh, two weeks ago now that he had a really bad week uh, with Mostert somewhat back in the lineup. Uh, I mean, he, I, I think you have to pick up McKinnon, but I, I do think that Coleman could come in and kind of take over a lot of the work because he did get more passing work than Mostert when everyone was around, so we'll, we'll kind of see how this all works out. Yeah, it's just a matter of how long Coleman's still going to be out for. Yeah, and Mostert, I mean, most should be out at least three weeks, if not more. Yeah, and, and they've shown they can kind of get it done with uh, McKinnon and Wilson as it is. So I don't think they're rushing either Mostert or uh, Coleman back. Yeah, some decent matchups too: um, New England, Seattle, and Green Bay are the next three. Um, so McKinnon. If if he's out there, of all these guys, he's probably the guy you want to add the most, even more for me than Boston Scott, um, even though they're probably both going to pencil into starters. Uh, okay, so Justin Jackson is coming off a bye. There's a chance that someone that he was dropped. I know that he was a popular waiver wire pickup after last week, um, but he did play 59% of the snaps in week five against New Orleans. He looked good, 15 carries for 71 yards, had five catches for 23. Uh, Joshua Kelly has had like back-to-back really disappointing weeks when he's been on the field after he had that. Um, after he, his first couple of weeks had been good, he's had three kind of kind of shit ones, especially playing only 29% of the snaps in week three and 35% week five. Um, where do you guys, if you had to rank the three of Scott, McKinnon and Jackson is 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 Jackson over Scott to both of you? Uh for this week I think I'd pick McKinnon and then Jackson then Scott. Uh just because I kind of want to see what's going to go on but uh I think season long it's got to be Justin Jackson. But I mean I I say that like but Eckler's going to be back in what 4 weeks or something like that. So it's definitely not season long. I don't know, man. I I I struggle to think that Eckler's even going to be back at all. Like I, I mean, know that that's the diagnosis right now, but like they were like they were significantly concerned about him when he had. Yeah. Just, I mean, it, it if he's healthy, he's going to play. That's what I'm saying. It's not like it's not like it's going to be that long yeah. in the season where they'll be thinking of shutting him down. I know people were quick to talk about that for Christian McCaffrey, but then the Panthers started winning. So, well, then Mike Davis every week, but this week shows how good he is. And then he, I start him in a bunch of leagues this week, and then he sucks. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but to answer your question, Sean, yeah, I'd go McKinnon, Jackson, Scott. Okay. And then uh, Mike Williams is a guy that I have tried to, I tried to add um, over this week in a lot of leagues because, um, I don't know the the um, report on Keenan Allen. Have either of you guys seen anything about that? There wasn't much concern last I checked, but I don't know. I don't have a report. Okay, but Williams does appear to be healthy now, and he did put up five for 109 and two. Um, Justin Herbert clearly wants to throw the ball deep, and Mike Williams is the guy that's going to go out and go catch those. So there's value to be had with Justin Herbert being the quarterback right now, not just the Keenan Allen, who he continues to pepper with targets. Yeah, man, I think, I mean, if Keenan happens to be out, let me ask you guys, do you guys think that Mike Williams slides right into that Keenan role where he is peppered with targets? It's somebody, um, somebody has to. It's not, I doubt it's going to be Jalen Guyton or KJ Hill. I mean, I just don't think that's Williams' skill set, but I understand what you're saying. He might be for, but he might be forced into it. Yeah, but he might be bad. I at think. It. <laughs> yeah, I I think he can maybe do it. You know, we've never seen it, but maybe we'll see. Well, hopefully, well, hopefully not. Hopefully, we hopefully don't, Keenan yeah. plays. Yeah, I, I think both are gonna play. Yeah, but the thing is, both have been injured basically all year, so we'll see. Uh... <laughs> We'll see how long they're playing. Actually, it's a it's a beautiful matchup at home against Jacksonville. I will say, Mike Williams is one of my uh, dynasty targets right now. I've been trying to get him from 
uh, Mr. Swanton Soup. And if you're listening to this, Mike, your last offer was pretty good. I'll I'll tell you that. He offered A.J. Dillon, or I would give up A.J. Dillon in a third for Mike Williams. So, (laughs) but do I really need more receivers? I don't think so. I don't think I do. That's my problem. Is but, that the one that's the only league you're trying to target Mike Williams in? Apparently. Yes. I haven't got an because offer that's in the the only... Yeah. Well, I don't trade with you, Randy. We know this. What? We know this fact. What? I, I still remember some very just amazing trades between us. Just usually for me. I don't <laughs> think I've, like, really... Uh, shut up. <laughs> since Mark Ingram, since the Mark Ingram trade, we haven't traded. I don't think. I don't know about that, but it definitely hasn't been anything major like that. Yeah. All right, that's it for our wave for our waiver wire wrap up. It's kind of gross, but um, Boston Scott, Jerick McKinnon, Justin Jackson, those are probably the three. If they're out there, see if you can go get them because they could all potentially be starts this week. Um, obviously, with no. Uh, most certain and no Miles Sanders uh, and no Eckler for that matter. Um, are we taking a break here or are we just roll, roll right through? Okay. Um, so rest of season, we're going to take some players that Christian kind of put together here and um, just who would you rather have? Um, so Christian put the poll out on his Twitter about what to do with Juju Smith-Schuster so the first one is Juju Smith-Schuster or Chase Claypool. Juju's wide receiver 36 currently and is in 40th in fantasy points per game. Claypool is wide receiver 11 in fantasy points per game. Obviously, he hasn't had enough touches to kind of qualify um, to be like a wide receiver on the year, I don't think. Uh, he's According to Sleeper, he's wide receiver 15 on the year. Okay. Sounds right. No, that kind of answers my question. That um, shows how much research I do before the show. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Uh, I want to say, like the the uh, recency bias wants me to say Claypool because they're manufacturing touches for him. Uh, just like the James Washington thing, though, Deontay Johnson clearly has that top spot in targets. So, I mean, they didn't get a ton of targets this week, both those guys. And with Deontay Johnson possibly back next week or this week, their targets go even farther down. I mean, Claypool, I think, only had like four touches. So, uh, I mean, he produced with them, but Juju's clearly going to get more touches on the week. It's just, can he actually start doing anything with it? Yeah. I saw a stat where his... uh... Yards per catch, I believe, is or yards per target is the lowest among qualifying receivers, and it's like 85 or something like that. Um, it's I, I, I do think I'm going to say Claypool because I think when Deontay's back, it's going to be Deontay, James Washington, and Chase Claypool. I, I know Juju's getting, uh, getting a lot of run, and he runs routes on like 90% of his snaps. And of course, he's going to have his big boom weeks. But I ultimately think like the higher value targets are going to Claypool. And that's a good offense. Possibly. It's kind of the same situation. Like I I want them all on the field together. It, it feels like there's only been like there hasn't been a week where they've all really been on the field together because Claypool took a while uh, to kind of get in the field, really. And Deontay's yeah. been banged up. So I, I want them all healthy so I can get a clear gauge because, I, I mean, if Claypool is only going to get four touches a game, is that really someone you really want? Like, <laughs> Well, if two of them are touchdowns. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there there is touchdown regression there. Like, there's you're not going to have a no. 60% touchdown rate as a wide receiver. No, I know. I know. Sean, what about you, dude? Probably Claypool, even though I'm more of a Juju guy than you guys are. But it uh, it's hard to it's hard to deny the facts here. That I mean, Roethlisberger's not even really looking to him, and I don't think it had to do with Denzel Ward. 
yesterday. Well, Isn't in it? fairness, Roethlisberger didn't throw that much yesterday. True. Uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't have to. So you would go Claypool then? Yeah, probably. I think for um, I think for trade value, I might go Claypool right now, but I would go Juju. Yeah. All right, moving on to Ryan Tannehill, who is the quarterback six in fantasy points per game versus Lamar Jackson, who's quarterback 11. This is still Lamar to me. I don't know. <laughs> That's My answer is Ryan Tannehill has been a top seven to eight quarterback since he took over in Tennessee, and I like – do I think he's going to have a better back half of the year than Lamar? Probably. Lamar still has to play the Steelers twice. Have they played yet? No. no. So Steelers twice. Um, I mean, Tannehill's toughest matchup is going to be the Colts. I, I, in division at least, I, I think I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill. I wouldn't. I would. So I guess if I'm like, if I have Lamar, I would trade for Ryan Tannehill in a high-end like RB2 or a low-end RB1 right now because name value is going to get you a ton back. Yeah, ultimately that's the question is would you trade Ryan Tannehill? Like would you trade, if you have Lamar Jackson right now, would you trade him straight up for Ryan Tannehill? It's kind of how yeah, straight I up. picture no. this, That's kind of how I look at this segment. And I mean... I- like Henry obviously scored like forty fantasy points, but he did have like a ninety-four yard run and like an eighty-yard pass reception. Like, uh, not eighty, I think sixty, but still, like his numbers are a little inflated. So it was kind of carried by Tannehill to an extent. Uh, but there's we, we know how the Titans operate down the stretch. That's that's the biggest thing. Because Tannehill throwing fifteen times in your championship game. Because Lamar is going to run it fifteen times. True. Yeah. I so so you would go Lamar then too, Randy. I would go Lamar, but your valuation of if you could get like Tannehill and uh, starting option on your team every week for Lamar, I think that's where the considerations in play. But straight up, it's a no. Yeah. For what it's worth, I have zero shares of Lamar Jackson, so. I won't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Hunter Henry versus TJ Hawkinson. Um, Hawkinson is averaging 11.3 fantasy points per game. Uh, Hunter Henry's averaging 11. So they're about even. Um, Hawkinson has more than five targets once this season in five games, which kind of sucks. But Henry isn't getting targeted a ton either with Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, eight targets, four targets, seven targets, eight targets. So, I don't know. Why, why do you guys continue to bring me tight end questions that I don't want to? <laughs> it's uh, the for, only one. For me, uh, just because of the division, honestly, I think it's Hunter Henry. And while he hasn't had a boom game yet, I don't really think Hawkinson has either, but uh, Hawkinson is, I think, like one ranking above him right now, but Henry has been getting you 10 plus points every week except one. So, at the tight end position, where if you didn't get one of the top guys and you got one of the middle or the road guys, I, I want the consistent guy at least if I can't get the boom games. Yeah, I for what it's worth, I mean, I think they're both fairly consistent. Um, right. I mean, Hawkinson hasn't had less than 10 points yet this year, has he? Sean, do you have a um, yeah, he's had, yeah, he hasn't, he's had over 10 points once. He had 14 po- fancy points in week one, but I mean, five for 56 and a touchdown that was this week one. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm looking at, sorry, I'm looking at a half point PPR league, but yeah, I mean, it so all, in, in full point, he scored 16.6, yeah. 10.2, 9.3, 10.9, 9.7. Okay. So he hovers right around 10 points a game. He does. Um, but I will say, too, like we mentioned with Mike Williams, when we talked about him, we haven't really seen Mike Williams and Keenan Allen healthy with Herbert yet. Um, 
Well, we we haven't really I seen Marvin I, Jones do anything yet. So what happens when he does? He, will he? That's he's I gonna he's question. gonna score thirty points one of these games, bro. <laughs> it's just gonna <laughs> yeah. happen. I'm not gonna play him. No, nor will you. No but is. it's gonna happen. No. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. You're you're probably right. Um. I I guess I would go Hunter Henry. It's it's a, it's a, a hair. to me. I would probably go Henry also. Yeah. Um, all right, and then James Robinson, who is currently the running back seven versus Joe Mixon, who's the running back nine, but they're only a, like one point apart. They're both hindered by terrible offenses, but the Bengals are slightly less terrible offense than the Jacksonville terrible offense. So I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. I'm going to go Robinson because uh, Raquel Armstead is apparently dead of COVID. And um, he's apparently not coming back all year. I don't understand what's happening with that. But they're not real. Like they're spelling Robinson, but they're not really utilizing the second back that much. Whereas Gio Bernard is on the field <laughs> a ton. Just way too much, man. I mean, both For him and Burrow sniped a touchdown away from Mixon last week. Yeah, that's that's literally the only difference I'm going to call there. Which is yeah. crazy. I would Mixon did score still. Yeah. Yeah. Mixon can have big weeks, but Robinson pretty... has shown he's had big weeks too. Yeah. I I think I'd go Robinson. I'm but perfectly, I wouldn't trade him I'm, straight up. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd perfectly be fine if I was the only one that said Robinson here. Because it makes complete sense the other way. Yeah. Robinson has had three mediocre weeks after his first couple big ones. Yeah. 14 fantasy points, 9 and 14 again. Again, I think it's just hindered by the Jacksonville offense as a whole. Yeah, they've been really bad the last two weeks, really. Hmm. I, I mean, have. I know uh, Gardner threw for over 300 two weeks ago. I don't really know this week, to be honest. I don't think so. He had a really bad week, but yeah, yeah we'll see. All right. Um, and then a couple more here. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire versus Clyde Edwards Elaire. I'm sorry. Um, versus DeAndre Swift, a couple of rookie running backs who don't have the backfields to themselves. Obviously, uh, the Chiefs with signing Le'Veon Bell. Um, but Clyde did have a great game today. I I would... I don't it's, know. Man. It's Clyde Edwards Lair. It's not yeah, even close to me. I, I think it is still. Even with Lev Bell? You know, what? you know what? How about this? This is Clyde Edwards Lair. Not even close for me. Let's see what... Let's, let's uh, give Christian's article a little read. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> see see, see well, if he can convince me that it's closer. Uh, Swift's really had one week and one big drop. Uh, that's basically been his whole career uh, so far. So we'll see. Guy. So, yes, but the tr- I guess the trend line, I also wrote this before Clyde went off uh, well, clearly. earlier, but the trend lines would point to... Swift going up and Clyde going down. Am I wrong? With the siding, I guess you could say that, but the what I mean, we talked about this uh off air, I believe, and I believe I talked to other people that uh Clyde's only getting as of now, he was getting like between fifty and sixty percent of the snaps as it was. I think he was starting to eclipse over sixty. I think Bell's clearly gonna get forty and Williams is gonna get pretty much nothing. Uh, Bell's going to get a lot of the passing work, I think. Yeah, but they're not going to kind of be one-dimensional with their running backs like that because obviously both of them are very good in that scenario. Third downs has been dominated by Darrell Williams, so I will give you that Bell's probably going to dominate third downs. But they pass every down, so... (laughs) Yeah, I think it's still Clyde for me right now, but haven't written my article yet, so... Yeah, we'll we'll see... see, uh... See how much you uh, sway the opinion there, buddy. <laughs> Christian, I don't understand this next one. What does half your money back mean? So, this was also before this game. Uh, I think Kenny Drake's having a pretty Kenny good Drake's game. Currently, currently RB10 on the week. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like with how many points, though? 14.9. Like, oh, my that's, God. See, what like, a bad this week is, for This is just blow-up week, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, so half your money back, meaning would you want 
so say your buy-in was 10 bucks to your league would you this want this is a dumb or, question this is a very dumb change. question so th- this is great. basically like would you commit collusion trade with your commissioner to get yes. half your money back but give him <laughs> Kenny and Drake no. for nothing no this question sucks that's that's we, what we support I'm collusion gathering. moving on no, it's I, the the point was that Kenyon Drake sucked yes, until this week. RB ten, um, and then last one, Derek Carr or Drew Brees. Oh boy, <laughs> I someone else answer first, please. <laughs> I I wrote this one because it's Derek Carr for me on the season. Derek Carr is QB eighteen, Drew Brees is QB twenty. They're separated by five points. Good hell, I, I mean, you know hard. you know, in fairness. Derek Carr hasn't had all his people healthy yet. Drew Brees has barely had all his people healthy. So, with Michael Thomas back, I think this might lean back to Drew Brees. But, I think the Saints defense is much better than the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> just saying so, something because they're bad. Yeah, I mean... I still think the, it, I the think Raiders, the Raiders, again, they're, they're doing okay stopping the run. Okay, here and there. Uh, Abrams, my favorite player to watch, uh, but the rest of it's pretty fucking bad. So Carr's going to have to throw. Now we saw with, uh, holy hell, Henry Ruggs back, uh, that he started to throw deep again. So maybe that gets back into his arsenal, which we haven't seen since uh, before he broke his leg. Let's be real. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him throw 60 yards since before he broke his leg. Forgot that Derek Carr broke his leg. And was almost the MVP. Hmm. Twenty seventeen. I, I don't know if it's actually going to be that close. He just had a really good year. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's that's that, that we've <laughs> wait, extended. Sean. You never gave an answer. I said it's Breeze. He says Did Breeze. You? Yeah. You, you snuck it out. I've expanded all of my fantasy football talk for today, especially because the one thing that Christian and I both needed to happen in the second half of this Dallas game has not fucking happened. And I'm going insane. There are three minutes left. And what was that? Michael Gallup has not caught another ball since he got fucking. He since dropped he dropped the touchdown pass. And Christian and I both need one more catch from him to win a matchup. And he hasn't gotten it. He's been targeted oh, twice in the end zone. He just got targeted in the end zone right there. Too. Yeah, and Again? it was a pass interference call. Okay, but yeah, enough with that. Uh, yeah, it's it was a weird week for fantasy. I'm excited to get into the Wednesday recording Thursday show. Uh, <laughs> that makes one of us. Yeah. No, Sean, you got to just wipe the slate clean. Yep. I'm officially okay. not submitting another tight end start of the week. I'm not. That's, doing that's it. not. You guys can pick it for me. Okay. You guys can pick it for me. All right. But okay. it's, it's going to be under it's your George name Bell. and you have to take it no matter what. It's so do you really want to do that? Phrasing, I know. But, uh, it's fine. Yeah, I, I can't. It can't be any worse than mine. So that's just not true. Yeah. Oh no! Shout I, out to me. The only start of the week that hit one out of twelve. Well, we did right. very, very bad. Yes. But in fairness, my QB <laughs> didn't have to throw the goddamn ball. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. All right, before we go, let's no, talk about no, live fantasy. No, 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 no. You just don't talk, just don't I talk forgot I had, No, I forgot. It was honorable mention to Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins wasn't actually my start because he finished his QB4. Yeah. <laughs> Only in the oh, no, game. did it happen again? Did it happen again? Talk Sorry, about guys. Thrive, Christian. Jesus. Talk about Thrive while I watch some bald guy shaking his hat on the television. Um, Thrive Fantasy, it's great. That's... Another reason why I'm so intensely watching this game is because I played a Thrive lineup tonight, the $2 contest. As of right now, you can use our promo code, the cut, and they will match up to 50. If I just saw the play, um, $50. Christian, Thrive. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm so upset. I'm 9 and 1 and, in this league. And now he's not, um, in, he's not in on third down. Thrive, Christian, come Go, on. Thrive. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta rein it back in. Um, yeah, see, Coda's pissed uh, that I'm not talking about Thrive. But uh, yeah, so I'm about to win some money on, on Thrive tonight. That's a lie. I'm going to lose. But uh, use our promo code, the cut. We'll match up to $50. We have something something nice in the works with them as well. 
Uh, cannot announce anything officially yet. Still in talks with them, but um, just uh, just stay on the lookout. That's all I'll say. Use our promo code The Cut. Yeah. And then head to the cut ffb.com. We're still looking for writers. And uh, if it, it send send a direct message to us at the cut ffb on Twitter, and uh, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely get back to you. I'm I'm tilting, and I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> yeah, we we actually had a good amount of people contact us this week. We got one person from the Lister League. I think that's going to start writing too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I love uh, people joining the team really. It's super fun. We have a Discord now. I mean, one of our guys, um, Ron, he's been um, with us since the WordPress days, but he uh, he's working on like a really intense research project about um, kind of like what did he call it? Like a spark year, or like a like a boom year, kind of like what happened with Devonte Parker last year. Yeah, and just I mean, kind of analyzing. Yeah, we want to. We don't want to give away too much. So, yeah, but we're we're gonna do like group projects and stuff like that. I'll I'll help out, and so come join us. Come back Thursday for our starts and sits too. Uh, if, if, I, if I'm if I'm still if I'm still a member of the cut, if I don't. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, I, I'm not very happy with what just occurred on my television screen, but that's all hey, more I reason am, to get out of here. But yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we leave now? Yes. Yeah, please. Okay. For Christian Williams, I promise that I'll be more energetic on Wednesday. I'm just wanting, wondering why I play this stupid game for a living. <laughs> for Christian hey, Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys Thursday. We gone.